You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So that was weekend two of uh, gun season for Kentucky. Dan's first time out, but an opener for you guys, right? That's right. Yeah, and you were at deer camp. I was at deer camp, yeah. yeah. Uh, Friday. Are we not even doing an intro of oh. what this is or who's sponsoring us or anything? <laughs> no. Are we just rolling in? Yeah, sorry. I was just excited. Everyone's all, <laughs> everyone's all mind mush from hunting all weekend. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> do I do the jingle? Yeah, do the jingle. Five more guns at Gumbro. I can't remember it. Damn it. All right. We're off to a rough start. Sponsored by gunbroker.com. Where you can find all kinds of new firearms. They, it's mostly new firearms, which surprised me when I learned that. But um, you can find Beyond Firearms. They actually sell all kinds of firearm-related accessories. Uh, check it out today. It is super easy. Ships straight to your FFL, whatever FFL you want. We're straight to your house if it's if you're buying binoculars or yeah, there's uh, a, a scope. or Strictly firearms speaking on yeah. the FFL. So super easy. Check them out. Thank you, GunBroker.com, for the support of Uncensored. Thanks for the reminder, Dan, boy, for Dan. reminding me about the support. You just lead off with, tell us about hunting. Well, I, you know, sometimes, you know, everybody's got their own approach mm-hmm. here, Dan. Maybe yeah. I was going to bring it back around later. We're going to leave you on the hook. Okay. Of a mid-roll. Erica's <laughs> like, and then I pulled the trigger, and then I then I come in, and like, that trigger was brought like to one you of those, by. <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah. one of those fine art movies where you're 10 minutes into the movie, and then they, like, start showing the, in, like, there'll be a whole murder scene at the beginning, and then it goes to, like, Blah, blah, blah. And then they show them. Oh, you're like, oh, they're starting the movie titles 10 minutes Is in the movie. Is Swiss Army Man a fine art movie, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, it calls it a fine art movie. That's why I don't like fine art movies. Oh. <laughs> Swiss Army Man. Good I've movie. seen the only two minutes of that movie I need to see. Oh, there's there's about. multiple. It's this movie. Uh, it's the one where Harry Potter dies and the guy like rides him like a jet ski while Harry Potter's yeah, fart, yeah. his farts are Is propelling. This deliverance? The, no, no, he finds. No, that would be he's better. On. <clears throat> Stranded on an island, and he finds a dead body, and the dead body is played by, uh, uh, what's the guy who did Harry Potter? What's Daniel his name? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. It plays him. He's a dead body. And uh, realizes that he can adapt the dead body into whatever he needs. It's like a Swiss Army man, so he can, like, make fire with it. Ew. He can put stuff in its mouth and use it like a gun and, like, shoot squirrels. And he must he, have been really down on his luck, needing to pay for some stuff to take that role. <laughs> oh no, it's a it's <laughs> an amazing role. And as the movie goes on, the dead man slowly comes more back to life. 
There's a big plot. It's the same guys <laughs> that did plot. everything everywhere all at once, oh, Daniels. Okay. So it's like super, super yeah. weird, but it's funny. I'll send you the clip later of him yeah. riding the dead yeah. Harry Potter off into the sunset. Yeah, Harry Potter's farting enough that that it's the like main character can ride him like a jet ski. And the farts are like... No. Yeah, so he's like riding him like... Well, I know every movie that you recommend to me uh-huh. not to watch. <laughs> no, Dan's <laughs> got, some, he's got he's some, recommended good some good ones. Yeah. Um, Bone Tomahawk was a really good one that Dan told me about. You uh, just got to rein him in. You got to give him like a category. and like. Well, right after Swiss Army Man, they made Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. which won 15 Oscars or whatever. So it was, you know, the best movie of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, so. Gunbroker is real proud to sponsor this. Thing. <laughs> and they're like, and then they rode the farts off into the sunset. Anyways, hunting season. Hunting so season. you guys uh, opened up with fire. actually it was it was everybody's first weekend of firearms because Dan get, didn't wasn't able to get out with his uh, lottery system that he did. So I don't even know where to start. Brain's probably got the most stories, so we'll leave him for the end. Mm. Uh, what was, Dan, what was it like camping in your truck? It was amazing. Yeah. So I spent a lot of money on uh, a smart cap topper for my truck. I've got a six foot bed, which is like a steel, a steel truck topper that has gold wing side doors, easy access. And I can lock it because the biggest issue with my just canvas fold up topper was it wasn't fully waterproof. And I was always worried someone would just knife it open and steal whatever was on my truck. So I never really felt like it was secure. But so a six foot bed and I've got a six foot cot, so I was able to just put my cot in the back and, Too bad you're like and six sleep two. in it. <laughs> yeah, it just had to bend my knees a little bit. One <laughs> of a huge deal. Um, <laughs> so that was awesome. I slept better than I do at home, really, partially because it was thirty degrees at night. So you know the cold weather can really knock you out. Did you have a heater? Or? I did have a propane heater that I would only run in the morning when I woke up, when I was like getting dressed and getting out of sleeping bag. It did, but my sleeping bag is rated down to 20 degrees mm. or whatever, so it kept me toasty. Um, I feel like you would do well on a loan. I've never, I feel like I eat I too mean, much. I mm. feel uh, like I'd be like two I days say, in. You know he didn't kill anything, right? Oh. Yeah. I had opportunities to kill <laughs> Well, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, if, st- <coughs> if you were dying, you would have been eating did good. You, did you, you pass out a bunch of deer like you did last year? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you would have been all right. That's this but for stuff. different reasons. Different okay. reasons. Well, tell, tell us. Uh, so this was uh, the trip that I probably did four scouting trips on. It's about three hours away, three-hour drive away to this land between the lakes. Scouted it, had a bunch of really good deer on camera up until maybe a week before gun opener, and then they all disappeared with the rut, as they do. So I had some spots. I thought your timing on it was going to be better than that, though, because they started showing up two weeks before. No, that that was really the end of it. They were still on camera. No, your biggest ones were coming in towards right at the pre-rut. No, my my biggest one was about a month before. Oh, really? It was like the end of October. Um and it was like every day I was getting pictures, and then I did get a couple big ones, you know, two weeks out. But they were like I hadn't had anything for three days, and then all of a sudden. But anyway, so my whole strategy was public quota hunt. My goal was to get in further than anyone else was willing to go, and I didn't know how many hunters would be there. So first day, there are only three other trucks on my section. There's one road that goes into my section. Um, so not a lot of hunting pressure, and I walked all the way out, which was turned out to be about three miles, two miles, in to the spot where my trail cam was, where I was getting those good pictures. 
on my walk in i i in the dark uh no the first day it rained it was raining okay. in the morning so i went out about 10 a.m okay. and went out and i pulled down the camera that was there and i started setting up tinks uh scent bombs along mm-hmm. the trail where i knew that this uh uh scrape line was and as i was setting up the tinks bombs uh three does busted me and ran off and i'm like well if there's does in the area then this is an area where deer travel so then i i set up and another group of three does about an hour or two later go by and i could have shot them um but i didn't because i was three miles out and i don't like this first day of the hunt i've been in the stand for three hours i don't want to shoot a doe because i was telling Braden if i shot a deer that would have been the end of my hunt because I would have had to have it in the back of my truck. Well, I mean, I guess I could have strung it up, but could have waited and yeah. just let it lie too. Yeah, the other thing that was getting on my trail cams a lot was a lot of coyotes, and uh, as soon as down, as right? soon as the sun would go down, you'd start hearing the coyotes yeah. howl. So I'm like, piles everywhere. I'm just saying, <laughs> Lindsey Thomas had a whole <laughs> video talking about doe management, and he's like, and nobody wants to shoot does before they get their buck, but the best thing to bring in a buck is a dead doe. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, that true? That's Lindsey oh. Thomas, dude. They're like okay. the, the chief guru on deer hunting from National Deer Alliance. What, they just like release the scent all of, of it. Deer. Yeah, like all the all the scent of the dead doe brings in. And I mean, if you've ever hunt ever put down a doe, you know this. Like deer will come in to see what's going on. But I get. Are you saying like you'd have to leave because at nighttime for the next day you wouldn't have anywhere to well i get what you said yeah it's like what you're saying there's a lot of logistics on like first day hunt of like what am i going to do with them i have to process it i get in a cooler it's like yeah 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 you're probably and like you're not going to take it to a processor because you're three hours from your house i would take it to a processor out there no well that's what i'm saying like that first night i get i get what you're saying yeah i wouldn't want to sleep with it in my truck bed. Yeah, that'd be uh, weird. Yeah, that'd be super weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's one of the movies you recommend. And I, <laughs> I, like I could drag it back. But the biggest thing was I was three miles Maybe away from my Maybe it was a Swiss truck. Army deer, though. You could, could have, like, brought in, you know, it could have contributed to the hunt. Yeah. And so I would have shot you it. You could have ridden it back, like, with it farting along, all along the way. Jet <laughs> propulsion back that'd to your awesome. truck. Yeah. Um, Gunbroker's so proud to sponsor this, I'm telling mm-hmm. you. So I would have shot it, gutted it, walked back to my truck, which would have been three miles grabbed a sled, walked back out with the sled, sled it up, and then walked back. So, I mean, you're looking at, like, I, I would have been. You weren't going to just, like, hulk it over your shoulders? I mean, they were they were small enough I might have been able to do that. Look, but but so I wasn't confident. I wasn't willing to go through that much effort for a doe that far away. So, anyway, so I got there in the afternoon, left my, my sticks and platform in the tree, went back, came back to the same spot, um, the next day, the next morning, and didn't really see much, but I was on the side of a hill, and I just happened to look behind me, and I saw deer walking about 200, 250 yards in the valley, and I'm like, oh, they're traveling in the valley, so maybe I should reassess. So then I moved closer to the truck. Each time I was moving closer to the truck and set up overlooking, like, kind of three valleys where they were coming up on a ridge line, and then uh, left my platform there which I kind of like doing because then I, if I move during the day, set up, I check the wind where, where the wind's going to be blowing the next day and try to find a spot that'll work for that evening and then the next day. And then I don't have to worry about setting up my sticks and platform in the morning. So I'll find a spot 
for the afternoon, set there, come back out, use that same spot in the morning, uh, and then move midday. Uh, and then, uh, so the Saturday night I moved it and I was actually kind of proud of myself cause I was getting beat. I was already like six miles, seven miles in worth of walking so far. So I'm like, I'm going to step kind of close to the truck. And I just on Onyx found a spot that looked good, a kind of a saddle, good wind. Um, it was kind of the only saddle in this area. So I set up there and I'm like, I bet some deer are going to walk through. And then at... Uh, and I was texting Derek, and I said, if I have a doe come out, I'm just going to shoot it. Uh, so I set up there, and maybe 30 minutes before sundown, I see a doe come out. And I scope in on it, click off the safety, have my finger on the trigger, I'm about to shoot it. And through my scope, I see the legs of a bigger doe come behind it. I'm like, oh, there's a bigger doe. So then I rescope onto the bigger doe, right, when it goes behind a berm. And then I try to find the original doe, and I can't find it. And then I'd seen that it was actually three does that walked through, and I, they were kind of walking off. Uh, so I tried blind grunting, and then from the same area those does came from, I heard some movement. And I'm like, oh, something's coming up. And these two deer sprint up to where I'm at. I'm like, oh, and I don't see any antlers. So I scope in on them, and there are spikes. You know, maybe like three-inch spikes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I don't. Because I still got the Taylorsville quota hunt next month. So I don't know. But that is counted as your buck tag. That w- yeah, that would have counted as my buck tag. So <laughs> falling out of frame. Oh, sorry. So, um, so I pass on that. But I felt good because I I did a good spot just without having scouted. it. I called it in, uh, called in two deer, which was I felt proud of, and then uh, left. And then Sunday morning, I'm like, I was so beat. I think I did eight miles the first day, nine miles the second day. I was like, I'm not going to bring any of my saddle stuff. I'm just going to ground hunt. I'm going to go down to the marshes, hunt over water. I'd scouted that area, and I didn't use that area the first two days because I was worried about hunting pressure, and there wasn't. My second day, there was no other hunters in my area, no other trucks. So the third day, I'm like, I'm going to just leave everything in my truck and walk down. And uh, it had rained Friday morning, and I didn't really think that all that rainwater had come down into the valley and made it kind of wet and muddy so the deer probably weren't bedding down there um so i was like eh, i don't know if this is going to work and i got down there at like 6 a.m and at like 8 a.m i heard a truck come down the road and i'm like why would someone be coming down like this late in the morning because everyone there's on quota hunt this is the third day of the quota hunt so someone's in the area like why would they be starting their hunt so late and that just got in my head that this might just be some, you know, meth head, local meth head, just looking for unattended trucks to break into. Oh, no. And I was just like, man, I've got thousands of dollars worth of gear. I, like, I didn't bring my binoculars. I had all my camping gear, you know, um, all my saddle stuff in the truck. And I'm just like in my head of like, is my catalytic converter getting cut off right now? Because <gasps> I didn't hear any car door shut. I just heard a truck come down. So I got in my head and I bounced at like, nine nine in the morning and was like oh please don't be messing with my truck and i passed a truck on the road that i heard that was the truck i heard that was there the first day and i think he might have shot a deer and couldn't recover it oh he's trying to find it so he probably came down a little bit closer to sunrise because i because when i was leaving on the first day there was someone up on the ridge line with a flashlight scanning the woods i'm like that's weird uh so i'm guessing that's what happened with that guy uh so then i bounced so 
kind of uneventful, got a lot of exercise, got a lot of experience doing everything, just did not see any bucks. Derek and I were laughing at you because if you, when we found out you didn't go in because it was raining, we said, well, if he hadn't spent thousands of dollars on his truck, he could have spent a few hundred dollars on some rain gear. <laughs> well, I had, I had, uh, I had rain gear. I had a pack cover and, you know, were you it's, just too it's, sweet to sit out in the rain. You were afraid you would melt. No, it was it was more <laughs> of I knew it was going to be freezing the next day, and I'm like, if all my saddle gear gets soaking wet and my backpack gets soaking wet, it's going to make a miserable second. Little Daniel didn't want to be uncomfortable, <laughs> so I was, I was, I let it lie. I mean, it was raining pretty good, and the other thing is it was really windy. Well, your, where I was. your first day out, and I think Braden had a story about this from last season. Your first. Your first time out in the morning when you're first setting up, you're trying to choose a tree and setting up. If you're getting rained on and visibility's crap, you might set up in a tree that you really shouldn't set up in. You know what I mean? As far as deadfalls and that sort of thing. So I'm like, this is not a moment. And I I thought about going out and just ground hunting, but I didn't, (laughs) obviously. Hey. Uh, oh man! Oh, <laughs> Erica just got a beefcake on her camera, <laughs> like right liter- now. Like literally, here. it is. <gasps> it's thirty-five it's minutes away from here. Maybe if if you leave right now, maybe you can get there. It is. Oh my! Three God. foot away from her trail cam. It's just a neck up picture. It's, of and it's, it's stuff. got like his mouth's open. His mouth Coke. Is like open. He's got Coke cans for He's antlers. He's like smiling. Oh He's like ah. <laughs> That's almost too good. It's like Freaking. it's like a mount. Somebody's messing with you. Look They're putting a mount. Look how that is. Oh no, that's He's a big outside of ears. Erica's got some absolute studs on camera. Hey. She was showing me one Ugh. last week. That uh, I, also something I learned from Lindsay. I didn't know that deer develop that brisket like a visible knob after like. I think he said mid, like six and a half. Mm. She's got one that's got the brisket starting to form on the front. Shoot that one. Well, Erica, tell us about. So was that where you were set up? Um, that camera. Yeah. So yeah. I'm about eh, 50 yards from that. So um, scouted way earlier this year. Um, there's like this swampy area, and I put up a trail cam there, and then realized weeks later that I'm not gonna go that far into the woods because I think that's where they bed down at and it would just be stupid for me to go by there because I would just probably like bump them every morning when I went out so I'm about I would say 50 or 60 yards but I'm along a prominent trail where they come out so I will tell you a story that just makes me want to die um because I'll just spoil it that I missed a shot on the best buck I've ever seen with my physical eyes, which doesn't mean that it was like a monster buck. It just means and this that is like, a uh, archery shot. Yeah, on both yeah. seasons. So rifle opened up Saturday last week. I was trying to go as much as I could because I just wanted to get in there before um, everyone just busted it up on Saturday. Um, so I guess like. Thursday maybe or Wednesday I went out for like a quick morning sit I can't turn my head because of these headphones um I went out for like a quick morning sit um and sitting there for a while I some does they always travel in threes I think it's like a doe a fawn and a button buck it's always like 
Yeah, a lot of it. You're, you're seeing too. their yearlings with them. Yeah. Okay. That's why that one was probably significantly smaller for Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, those, those deer are about to break off. Like, they're still traveling. I had a I, – my story, I had the same thing last night. It was really? Three, yeah. Okay. So, sitting there and um, all of a sudden oh – God, it makes me so sick to think about. Okay, like, from my left, from, like, this field, field on my left, swamp on the right – um, I just look over and I hear, you know, like leaves and stuff, look over and there's like this bigger buck coming in, like big body, like probably eight to 10 points. Like I didn't sit there and try to like glass it. I didn't need to, I just knew that it was enough for me to like shoot. Okay. Like this is the moment I have been waiting for and dreaming about my entire, like last year I didn't get that this year. Like, you know, you just daydream about this. Okay. It comes in and it's kind of like looking at me. Like it's not a shot. It's not a shot. It comes in about maybe 60 yards and stops and it's behind like some trees and it puts its nose up. It's a, it's in my wind. So I always think that things are going to come from the swamp. So today was supposed to be a good wind day, right? He comes in and he's putting his nose up and I'm like, oh no, he's going to like win me before he gets out of the, the trees and stuff. And, um, I'm like, okay, if he goes to his left, like that's a really bad shot for me. Like there's just like brief little openings that I have a lot of kind of tree business, but if he comes to his right, like it just opens up for me and it's like a good shot for archery for me too. So all of a sudden he turns right and I'm like, oh my God, like, and, and at this point I'm like, okay, you just need to like breathe, like calm down, like you got this. And like he turns and he's like completely perfectly broadside. Okay. And like, he's coming through the trees. He's getting ready to open up to the spot that I need him to. He's walking, walking. Um, he comes into the opening by this time I'm, I've drawn, I've drawn. Um, and he comes to the opening and I like. I, I really, oh, I went meh because I needed him to stop, <laughs> yeah. right? He doesn't stop, but he's also not like running either and I can't get him to stop and we're getting ready to like lose it. So I just went ahead and took the shot mm. and I see, I have pink fletchings, like hot pink fletchings and I see it go right underneath its belly <sighs> and I was like, no, oh God, no. How did I just like crap the bed on this? And so like he kind of like jumps and moves about five yards and he stops and his head is behind a tree. So he can't see me. He doesn't make me. And I'm like, oh God, like second chance. So now I'm like turning behind to like get my, another arrow out of my backpack and my release gets all caught up in the backpack. And I'm like, oh God, what are you doing? And I like get it out and I knock it and I look up and he's scampered further away and like I don't have a shot anymore and then I just watch them like continue to like mill about and I try to like make a grunt call like maybe he'll come back I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not like after he got in that didn't work and I just watched him like leave my life if he left chill like that though he he wasn't like too weirded out by it it's it's kind of like what was that under me that was kind of weird right you know yeah but but yeah, and I can't stop thinking about it, and it makes Man. me ill. It was like, I mean, it was probably, I can't remember if it was at like 30 yards or 20 yards. I don't know if I like looked at the wrong pin. I don't mm. know if I just didn't like pull back as much as I thought that. It was just all blur. And yeah. shooting, it, shooting a moving target's tough too. Well, it sounds right. like you had that part down. You just didn't aim high enough. Yeah. Which at an angle, 
which is what I've done twice this season. Mm-hmm. So once at the biggest deer I've ever had in my stand. So I get it. Yeah. I whiffed it at 20 yards. So mm. it happens. Well, did you like range stuff around or were you just eyeballing it or what was the well okay so i did lose my rangefinder uh, early in the season but i feel pretty confident because i stood out there last year and yeah. like had ranged yeah, yeah, yeah. the trees Same i feel confident there. about what i thought it was yeah now what i actually put my look pen i looked at i can't remember anymore yeah it's crazy. Caught yeah. in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Just like donkey. I did. Mine, mine was a bunch. Of, mine was a rush job. Jacob whiffed one. His was a rush job. I think we're all just amateur hour over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the next, so then rifle opened and I wasn't going to, I was just going to kind of do like a morning sit and come back in. Um, I sat out there all day long neighbor man. They get two large bucks over there. Like not him specifically, like, other people on the you property just them out. right no like other people on his family uh they get two large bucks they see a lot of stuff and i didn't i passed on like a four-pointer and some does um so my mental state is i think i need to take a doe yeah get back and, like, in the game. Get, get get the meat and then the rest is yeah. just like I that's what i did cake. the other night i was like i gotta get back in it man shooters gotta shoot not i shooters i gotta shoot. i, I, I Took a shot at like a seventy pound doe and whiffed it too. So, so <laughs> you, oh, that's rough. So you were bow hunting that same property. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't have a gun spot this year. So, um, I mean, I do on public back uh, home, which I may hunt this weekend. But, um, yeah, I, I whiffed it on a dog sized deer um, at twenty five yards, and that, that's when I was like, man, my bow has to be out of tune with these broadheads. I checked it. I mean, I shot it before season. And I went and elevated out of my son's treehouse at this, replicated the same exact shot, and I was dead on. And I'm oh. like, so it's just me. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> like first shot was an inch high, which w- I was expecting to be shooting low. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, first shot's inch high. I moved it five yards out just to see at 25 what they like. Uh, maybe they're moving. Like maybe it's impact because you know the further out you shoot, the more likely you have for error. Nope, still dead on. So it's old Brad. Ouchies. Dang. I, I hunted this weekend. Uh, on I hunted last night, and um, the um, <laughs> Braden's the, always working. The president just called, like POTUS just called Braden. I think. Um, I hunted this weekend. I hunted last night for like three hours. My same tree. I don't know what is going on right there, but the deer are spooking at the wood line every time they come out there and i don't know they moved some rocks around um maybe three weeks ago right at well actually my whole event with that big buck they had moved rocks around and it's like they're coming out and seeing something that wasn't there and they're getting real weird about it and they're locking up at the wood line and 11 minutes ago shooting light last night i had a doe come out she was good doe she was with two yearlings maybe three there was a third deer that was kind of hanging or a fourth fourth deer that was with her i think in the tree line and i'm like okay 100 pound doe i'm happy here my, my wife's giving me pressure to get a doe she wants the doe anyways because they eat better and blah 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 and so i'm like i'm gonna shoot this deer and get back get back on the scoreboard here because she was the way she was heading she was gonna be at like 10 yards and i'm just like bloop, like 
could have jumped on her and done it, right? Like, it was so <laughs> close. And she locked up uh, at the stinking wood line again. And they blow out of there. I see white tails go into the woods. And they came out 100 yards down at the other side, which is what's happened a few times. Um, that's what that big buck did when he came out and got weirded out by that area. And then I had two more coming in. Um, and I could not see, and I had like three minutes to get it done before shooting light was over. And I didn't know if they were bucks or what, but they were coming in pretty hot. And I'm like, well, a doe just came in. So like it, good chance it's a buck, like of some kind. So I did a snort wheeze, Hail Mary snort wheeze to like, maybe I can piss him off enough that he'll run in. And they just stood there. I never heard them move again. I got down and left and I didn't hear them. So this is, maybe they snuck out, but I'm, they may have seen me come down, but I waited 10 minutes on those deer to leave and they never did. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was my night. So, Braden, tell us a good story. <laughs> okay. Uh, from ourselves. Yeah, so went out to Tucker's grandpa's property um, where they've been doing deer camp for like 30 years or something like that. Uh, so it was really cool to, to be a part of that, um, get invited and hang out with all those guys. Uh, There's a bunch of old timers and a few young guns out there, so it was cool. Which one were you? Uh, young gun. Oh. Yeah. There's some dudes that were up there in age. Uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, bordered on three sides by public. Um, but it's a nice big private parcel. Uh, and they have stands like all over and like hearing them talk, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna go down to, you know, this stand to this name. I'm going to go down to the high hide. I'm going to go down to 747. I'm gonna go down to, they've got names for everything. And, um, me and Tucker, were mobile hunting so we were going to a spot where they didn't have any stands and kind of getting out because there was i think the first night there was like 12 or 15 uh guys i'm pretty sure 12 went out and hunted and i mean plenty of room like tons and so uh we went out to a spot that was kind of a galvan i'd i'd been out there the week before and we're going up and it's dark it's like you know four or five or something like that I wanted to get in early because it's uh opening gun and uh we're walking around and tucker last time we were out there saw a nice buck and a doe that he didn't want to shoot it was bow season it was at 40 yards and he tends to shoot bigger deer for me it was a shooter and he was like i'm gonna let this deer walk up to Braden from where he was and where i was he, like that's the path that it was on and so he was like, um, for this next time we're going to hunt, I want to try to get it to where it's not like walking past me to get to you. Like we're going to go try to find a couple spots that, um, you know, it's like a little, cover a little more ground. And so we get up there and we're looking around and we look at a few places. We're like, okay, let's go up here a little ways. Okay, cool. And he's like, that's a, that's a good tree right there. We, can you climb that one? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Go over to it, start climbing it. It's the same tree that I climbed the week before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so climbed that tree, um, got set up and I'm trying to think how this morning, it was a bunch of hunts. Um, first light comes on and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. I mean, it was crazy. I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard it like that. Um, um, it was, it was a lot. I mean, very quickly got up to like 20 shots. I mean, they were all over the place and where we were, it was kind of like echoing around and the deer were just clearly moving. It was a great morning. Was it the people that you, the family that you were with or? Um, we, all over the place. well, it's actually not like, there's a couple family, but it's just a bunch of friends, like old. No, I mean friends, like, was it were you guys the people that the were shooting? shooting? Were they oh. the, the people that you were with? 
Oh, uh, we didn't know at the time. Um, I don't think we heard the one that shot a deer that morning, if I remember right. But um, no, I mean, for the most part, it okay. was just like was random. Just Is That part we were at was public. It just kind of was uh, tucked up against some private. But uh, yeah, it's all public. So there's just people all around us. And we heard some people like yelling because they shot a buck. We're like, dude, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I get it, but uh, yeah. So then uh, morning's going on. I mean, we're hearing deer and getting Tucker's getting cold down there. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, you know, dying everything. And uh, sure enough, he we're texting back and forth, and I sent him something stupid like. Uh, I can't wait to see how much Tennessee beats Georgia by today or something like that, which is everybody knows that's dumb. Like Tennessee got beat by 30, I think. (laughs) But next thing I know, gunshot. Um, And it was him. And I'm like, oh, like what happened or whatever? And he's like, just shot a buck. I'm like, heck yeah. Sitting there like thinking about what to do. Boom, gunshot. I'm like, oh man, did he just like double up? So I text him like, uh, (laughs) like what's going on? He's like, shot it twice. So, um, we sat there for another hour just to see like y'all were talking about like you never know what's going to roll through and you know the gunshots on opening gun aren't going to like blow a whole area out or anything um so waited a little bit i rattled um heard some movement end up not seeing anything get down it was about ten thirty or something we wanted to go see what the situation was with his buck he was, he was pretty confident that it was really close uh and it, it wasn't too far we just blood tracked it maybe 40 yards um, but he said the first shot that he took on this thing, it hit and fell straight on its back and it was laying there like a dog, like on its back and it was just sitting there and he's like, uh, okay, it's, it's dying. It's going to die right there. Like must've been, you know, perfect shot, dead deer. And he said, after two minutes, it literally like a ninja. You ever seen those people off their back jump like that? <laughs> he said it literally did that. It like, it jumped straight onto its feet and started going and it couldn't walk on its right shoulder, just absolutely blew it out. And so he was just walking again. And Tucker's like, gee, he's like, okay, here we go. Boom, shoots it again. <laughs> Didn't go very far after that. Um, but, yeah, so he was like, uh, we got down to it. He's like, let's just leave this here. It's not going anywhere. We're fine. Um, we'll leave it here for about an hour, an hour and a half. Let's go set up and ground hunt somewhere. So we left all of our uh, a lot of our stuff sitting and kind of by the buck and, and went over and just ground hunted uh, this one area. They were moving lower that morning. I was higher. He was lower. Um, he thinks actually the buck that he ended up shooting was the one he passed on the week before. Um, but, yeah, so we went and hunted the lower part on the ground. There's like this travel corridor. He saw two does at about 120 yards walking it, and so we tried to just set up down there and see what was rolling through. and. It was, we hunted there till about 12, 12, 15, something like that. Heard some stuff, never saw anything. Um, and then went back and we're talking. He's like, man, he's like, I think we want to come back and hunt here tomorrow morning and uh, possibly this evening. He's like, I really don't want to gut this thing right here. He's like, what do you think about trying to drag it out with the guts in it? And I'm like, I mean, that's what we got to do. It's what we got to do. Like, let's figure it out. So uh, we start dragging it, and it's not light. I mean, it's not like the heaviest heaviest deer of all time, but with the guts in it, I mean, it was it was pretty heavy. And we're like, we're out there a little ways, and there's a gigantic hill in between us and where we have to go. And we're both just kind of like, oh man, like what are we gonna do? And we end up just 
freaking dragging it up the hill with all like we had all of our stuff on our backs and we're dragging this deer i'm still very sore from it like we had to take several breaks to even get it up there but we drug it all the way out and we couldn't like drive any four-wheelers or trucks back there um just that's just how it is on that property and so we drug the whole thing all the way out we get down to the bottom and tucker's like oh man where's my shotgun and i was like i remember where he set it down he's like okay uh all right and he's just like thinking i was like you go get the truck and i'll go back and get the shotgun i forgot how far it was but we had gone down a big hill i had to go all the way back up the hill after dragging this deer all the way back down we're both i mean we're both just absolutely cooked and got the got the deer back and showed it to everybody at camp grabbed some food real quick gutted it and then about that time we we hung out for just a little bit and decided uh we're gonna go back out and hunt again um and so that night he was like uh let's let's look around here see what stands are available some people had left the camp he was like let's pick another like just an easier hunt like here i'm gonna run my deer to the processor i'll just walk you out to a stand get you set up and you know let you hunt the evening i gotta handle i can't hunt the evening i was like okay cool so we go out to mike's stand uh which is uh just over the private onto public and um it's awesome i haven't hunted out of a ladder stand in i think since i was like 15 and so i had forgotten how fantastic (laughs) it is to walk into the woods with a very light backpack and your gun and climb that ladder get up got all that space it's a double yeah i was like yeah i was like oh my gosh like i want to do this more (laughs) this is amazing yeah that's why i'm I'm gonna set my buddy stand up i've got one back home uh, and i'm gonna bring it up and put it in my spot so that i have two options yeah dude just zipped right up there oh it's just Just luxury luxury, dude had like a a cover thing so like your legs you can rattle down there be on your phone not worry about movement whatever i was like this is this is the life um, but they were telling me, they're like, Hey, that stand is good, but you got to watch behind you. And like, they'll move in front of you, beside of you and behind you about equal. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I get there and I'm like trying to like figure out my shooting lanes and off to my right. It's very thick, like great cover for me if they come from that way, but no shots possible there. And then I have like 70, 80, hundred yard shots to my right. Like, if they walk in front of me, I'm going to blow them away, like, 30, 40 yards. But you can tell there's a game trail that, like, feeds in from multiple ways right there. Are you hunting shotgun, too? I was using a rifle. Okay. I couldn't remember because that – does Indiana have parts of it where you can't hunt rifle? Well, there's a muzzleloader season. Well, no, I, I might be thinking of Illinois. Okay. Um, I, I know – I think one of those states you can't hunt a rifle because it's too flat. Um, with like Indiana just opened rifle a few years Ma- yeah, ago. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Rifle, yeah, yeah, well, because I think for a while it was shotgun only. Um, okay. Because it is it is a flat state in parts of it. Not where I'm at. No, I know. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like the yeah. state overall. Most of the state is very yeah, flat. Yeah, like especially when, like, once you get northern. But you guys are yeah. definitely in the hill far more than what I've hunted in around here. It's, it's hilly. All the <clears> glacier <throat> pushed all that. Yeah, land. I mean, it is. We yeah. call them the knobs and yeah. all that. It gets pretty. It's 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 little, crazy. Little BB mountains. Yeah, little BB mountains. And uh, but yeah, I was just curious because you said 100 yards, and I was I didn't know if you had a rifle or shotgun. Yeah, I was. It's a 350 uh, Legend Winchester XPR that I got a. I took the scope off my muzzleloader, not realizing that the mount for my muzzleloader wasn't going to work for it because it's a bolt action. So I had to scramble and get a 
mount and rings and I'm like, man, what am I going to sight this thing in? Phil's like, dude, I got to sight mine in. He's like, just give me that thing and I'll sight it in for you. And like an absolute MVP, that dude sighted my rifle in for me. <laughs> the Philly goat. <laughs> the Philly goat, man. And uh, so, yeah, so I had that and uh, get up in the tree and I like figured out all my angles and how to kind of move quietly, got everything just I'm used to like having a bow hanger and like having to hang everything around I'm like setting things down on the bench next to me and like I mean it was great and uh this so, is like me camping with my tent versus Erica with her camera <laughs> yeah. yeah right <laughs> and so I I get all set there and I'm just you know waiting for the sun to kind of go down for more activity and stuff tons of squirrels I've actually squirreled hunted this area with Tucker and uh it's awesome out there man and um all of a sudden, I heard back to my right, there's a knob up to my right, kind of like hilly, hill-looking thing, and I heard a, a doe or a deer moving that that direction, and I'm like, oh, okay, it sounds like it might be a doe or something because it's not real loud, and starts moving down towards me, and I'm like, I got ready to shoot it out to my right because if it just continued straight down the hill, I mean, it had been, you know, right there. Well, it it takes a left and comes like walks right behind my stand and I'm like sitting there like trying to look out my corner of my eye and I see like I can tell it's a deer but I can't tell like because I'm literally looking out of my peripheral vision through leaves and stuff and I'm like okay okay sounds like it's directly behind the tree and I like kind of like just like kind of inch myself because I'm angled all the way this way I now have to get all the way this way and so like I kind of moved my head first and like saw that it was behind the tree so I like grabbed a gun move to the left a little bit and it starts moving again and I'm ready for it to continue like around this knob like just kind of keep going to the left and I was a little worried about getting a broadside shot and so I'm sitting there waiting it comes around and then it just like takes a right and it's broadside just rolling at like 50 yards 40 50 yards and I've got like limbs and stuff all around me so I'm like moving the gun real quiet like navigating around all the limbs and there it comes and uh she what i thought was she uh ends up being a button bug but i don't know that until we recover it but stops and looks right at me and i'm like i'm just holding the gun in the air just like sitting there holding it. it's not on the restoring thing i'm like ooh, puts her head right back down keeps rolling okay cool finally get the scope up and stopped on its own take the shot um and kind of goes down gets up goes a little bit i hear it go down i'm like oh, okay sweet text tucker do down he's like hey, make sure you hang out like you never know like you're saying buck might be falling behind it buck might smell it might come right through great this is at 521 i think it was so you got like an so, a 40 minutes of shooting light left yeah sun uh last light was six o'clock sundown was 5 30 and so it's it's getting I mean it was already I'm in the like woods I'm like all the way back in there so it's it's you know getting kind of dark I can see great through my scope but um so I'm like okay cool sitting there probably 10 15 minutes later same noise same direction I'm like okay well here we go again do the same thing just in case it comes down I'm to the right ready for it I don't have like I would not be able to move it's pretty open so I wanted to get set so that I could just like quickly you know move my head and shoot and does the exact same thing except this one got like seven or eight yards behind me i mean it's mm. right 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 behind me and I'm did like you being know super it was still. a doe or you just knew it was a deer i just knew it was a deer same okay. thing kind of and then finally to the left i'm like okay another doe here we go okay did the exact same thing took a right and got close to that where i shot that deer 
and kind of like looked over to the left. I didn't know where it was, but I was like, maybe it's looking at the dead one, like wondering what's up. So I'm kind of like worrying about it being on high alert and I'm like getting myself set. Same thing. Looks up at me. I'm like, oh man. Puts the head back down, starts walking. I'm like, okay. Stops. Boom. Shoot that one. 555. <laughs> Five minutes before oh last life. And this one literally takes like one, two and goes down. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Come to find out I shot that one like hit the shoulder and then the bullet took a hard right and came out its neck so this thing had like i mean it just absolutely got smoked like no chance of going anywhere it died right there i mean it kicked for a second died right there um and so i text tucker i said another one <laughs> and he's like another doe i was like yep cool i was like can you come help me out or whatever he's like yeah when i get back um so i sat there until it got dark and then saw tucker come up get down tell him the story we get over there and he's like uh i got over the first one and he's like oh that's a button buck and i was like oh man i didn't know it was a button buck oh well you know i thought it was a doe get over the other one it's a button buck <laughs> I shot two button bucks i was like dude I, I mean is what it is and my fear was that the deer camp was going to be upset that like i'm shooting yeah. two young you know bucks but uh they're like it happens man like it's rare that you would even have to but like doubling up is rare doubling up on button bucks is even rarer but is lower light it's pretty tough to tell it, it looks like a doe i mean especially it's thick they're cruising like I, you and know. you think you're getting a bigger doe too because they're these were these are small deer oh okay. yeah 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 no these i mean they're yearlings like they're they're young uh right i mean how old's a button i mean they're yeah, they're I mean, not out of the skin at all yeah. i mean it's you'll have good little uh tinder yeah that's what they were all like Some oh tindies. they're gonna eat great yeah. i was like i mean yeah so the second the second sh- or the the first year i shot actually was a little further back so i got to gut or i got to yeah like field dress an absolute gut shot deer not not super fun, fun experience uh really tough but um hopefully a lot of that meat's still salvageable but did you wash it out yeah yeah tried and then hung it up and it'll be know. fine I, I took them both in the next uh afternoon we got up and that next morning, um, time? yeah, I'll tell this story quickly. Um, got up the next morning, uh, and we were both talking. So, like, the the day that we had yesterday, like, s- slept in a tent, and it was freezing. So, we both maybe slept a couple hours, got up at 4. It was cold Sunday out. morning. It was in this the 20s. Is, well, this would have been Saturday. Oh, okay. So, mm. it was cold then, too. It was in the 30s. And we gallivanted out all day shot a deer drug it out went out hunted again shot two deer drug them out got back gutted them i mean we weren't done we ate finally i mean we weren't in bed till like you know coming up on 11 and so we're like man tomorrow's gonna suck like we had planned on going back out to where that big hill was and trying to shoot a buck out there and i was like look because he's he's already shot a buck and he's like i'll do whatever you want to do and we're both just beat up i was like man is there anywhere around here that we could just climb up in a stand and have like a decent shot at a buck. Like it may not be as good as back there, but it's like, I'm beat up. Like I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, we can, we can make that happen. I'm like, cool. Talks to the guys, make a plan. Cause you figure out where everybody's going in the morning and everything. And it worked out. Well, Tucker's dad was there and Tucker's dad wanted me to go hunt his stand. And he wanted him and Tucker to get in the double the night that I was in the night before. 
uh, mic stand. So that was the plan. It's, they're not far from each other. That's what we do. We wake up at four or something. We all go sit around the fire. And, I mean, everybody, it's cold. Like, I wasn't ready for it. I had just, like, a couple blankets. I barely slept that night. Tucker barely slept that night. Most guys, I mean, we were on a couple hours of sleep, sore from the day before, like, uh, struggling. And then finally we were like, all right, let's get dressed and go out. And we all warmed up by the fire and took off and uh, walked all the way out to the to Tim's stand, Tucker's dad. Got set up there again. Nice little ladder. This one isn't a double, uh, but it's still fantastic to be able to just climb a ladder <laughs> and get up to the stand. And uh, so I do that. Then Tucker goes over with his dad to. Uh, well, we got halfway there, and Tucker's dad realized he didn't have his gun. That was pretty funny. Uh, and he goes back, gets that, comes out. They go sit in Mike's stand. Morning's rolling. Tons of squirrels. And I'm just, like, sitting there literally falling asleep, like, you know, dozing. And uh, I'm, like, watching out. Tucker texts me, like, hey, you should rattle for, like, a minute and just, you know, let's see what rolls through. So I do. Put them down. And five minutes later, there's a shooting lane straight in front of me. That's It's just a game game trail. It's not like they cut the shooting lane, but it's just they're looking out. um, And there's a logging road kind of running you know, right in front of me and the game trail shoots off of it. So I can see 120 yards and all of a sudden I see, I never heard, I see a deer step into that game trail kind of lane and I'm like, oh man, I get my gun up and I'm like, oh, that's a buck. And then it just flashes right through that shooting lane. So I didn't have a chance to shoot it. I never heard it like a single time, just like silent, zipped right through there. Now I'm like tracking it through the woods, trying to like see what it is and like get a get an angle on its shoulder, and all of a sudden it's just gone. I'm like shoot! So I look down, text Tucker like donkey. Just, I mean it's a nice buck. It's a nice buck. Very. I would have shot it for sure. Um, donkey just walked through, and then I get on Onyx and look to see where they're at in relation to me, and realize it's going right for them. So then I text them, uh, coming your way get your pops on the trigger because Tucker had shot a buck the day before. So, uh, next, like I send that text, boom. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh man, like that was close. That was them. I think that was them. And, uh, Tucker texts me like dad shot him. I'm like, all right, like that's awesome. And so we sit for another, we sat till about 10 o'clock, um, and got down and get over and talking to them he's like yeah shot it it hit it rolled over onto its back and sitting there kind of moving around and uh he tim raised his gun to shoot it again and tucker was like hang on i think it's dying right there well it lays there and then finally it goes and gets up and runs off (gasps) and they're like what just happened well remember i shot two deer in that area the night before so we're trying to blood track this thing, and there's oh. blood everywhere. Like, we we were – it was a mess. We, for three hours, are trying to, figure, like, make sense of all of it. But there's, like, you know, drag marks that look kind of like a deer that had, like, fallen and, like, pushed forward. I mean, blood everywhere, fresh blood everywhere. Like, it's just – I don't know. For three hours we track. I had to get home and, and get stuff done. I had to get those two deer to the processor. processor. It was starting to warm up. So me and Tucker hiked out and started working on getting camp broke down and everything. And then I roll out and Tucker goes back into the woods with him and his uncle to help his dad. 
and uh, they never found it. Oh, really? No. Never found it. Yeah. <laughs> is Tucker's dad giving him flack for being like, hang on, I think it's dying? No, because oh. just the way that Tucker is. Yeah. He's like, I'm so sorry, Dad. I, oh, okay. I should have told I shouldn't have told but I thought it. And Tim was like, yeah, I mean, he was kind of like thrashing when he was going to shoot him again. He's like, I don't know where it would have hit him or whatever. It's like, it's just a 50-50 call in a split second. of, And Tucker was just trying to like make sure you save as much meat as possible. Like, if you don't have to shoot it a second time, don't yeah. kind of thing. And it just is what it is uh. and so they we were hiking we were we were following blood and found some bone found a little piece of lung we think was lung and so the theory is maybe like nicked the top part and maybe died somewhere i, I would imagine he's going back out to try to find it um but yeah yeah i mean it's just it's unfortunate so uh didn't get that one and that was that was the end of our trip dang but, that's Thanks. Yeah, and then are you are you planning on going back out for a buck? Yeah, I still have a buck tag. So me and Phil are gonna go out um, quickly. I can tell you, Phil shot the buck that he shot with the air or the broadhead. Um, I told that story, and we the landowner told us we weren't allowed to go into the thicket to try to find it. Um, he hiked out with his wife when I was at Deer Camp. He wasn't he, allowed to go into the thicket because it's private property and the guy hunts and he didn't want him in there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The blood went straight into the thicket. And so Phil like ultimately was like, okay, nothing I can do. I guess I'll just keep hunting, whatever. And so he went out and was walking the property to go get set up. And Buck stands up. He sees like, this is a week later, Buck stands up and kind of like steps out and Phil like drops his stuff, grabs his gun, boom, shoots. Deer takes off into the field, gets out there, stands up, boom, shoots gets over to it it had a broadhead in its like a broadhead hole what? in its shoulder um and like it, a fresh one uh-huh and so it's the same deer and he, he could tell from the antler it's not a giant like rack or anything like he could tell that was the that was the buck that he had shot a week earlier with his bow so he was sick about it and so that redemption is a very so cool it, it hit the bone and bounced out yeah so he had a quiver full of fixed blades and one mech and he was like ah, i'm gonna shoot it with a mech tonight whatever steps out and so he shot a mechanical into the shoulder blade and that can happen not always sometimes it'll blow through but in that situation it seemed to have just like punched it and hit the shoulder blade and at some point we never found the arrow but at some point fell out um and wasn't a fatal shot obviously and so he was able to to shoot that deer well that's kill good it. things are so tough man we we it's amazing. i was with in texas and the guy shot one with a crossbow mm-hmm. and it went through the meat of the neck mm-hmm passed through couldn't find the deer and that deer was back out grazing yeah in like 30 minutes it's pretty amazing like <laughs> yeah i mean you think about life, i guess it, it always seems crazy but think about the punctures they take from fighting mm-hmm. uh-huh, and yeah. and don't be like don't don't think that they can't kill each other with that you know they kill people there was a guy oh, last yeah. year i mean every other year you hear, read about a guy that gets gored by a deer yeah. when he walks up on it and thinks it's it's dead mm-hmm. um I was hunting a few weeks ago, or last weekend, yeah, last Saturday, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I don't remember. Um, but I had that, I think I sent some of you guys a picture of it, not Dan, because he's on Android, um, but the the Dandroid. Um, but I, I had a uh, buck that I'd seen two nights, in, two, uh, the night before, and I think I hunted the next morning, first, first time of morning hunted this urban suburban property. And this, this deer had a pus pocket on its butt, that was the size of a large, like a bigger than a football. And I saw it at a hundred yards the night before and I could see the pus bouncing on it. 
But Ew. that's from fighting. They get they get puncture wounds. It gets infected. Would and you shoot it? No, I wouldn't go shoot okay. that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so no. I just like uh, that it wasn't, means like it's it wasn't it wasn't gonna die. I mean, it's it's they like the meat though. Oh, I, I don't think that back leg would have been okay, but everything Ooh. else would have been fine. Um, Imagine but what it smelled like. <clears throat> literally, the the pus pocket on it was uh, is the size of the ham. I mean, I I've got a video. You can see the the pus pocket runs the size of the ham on a two and a half year old deer. That's a big big old ball of pus floating around. You should have just taken your ear and been like, let me take I, care of that. Boy. Hannah Barron had a video that went viral like six years ago. She shot a deer in Kansas and was gutting it and didn't realize it had a pus pocket on it. And it exploded <gasps> on her face. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, pretty nasty. Um, I bet she didn't forget that smell. No. Um, <sighs> but it happens. And, I mean, you see these all the pictures of these deer that are old and got, like, scars all over them. Yeah. I mean, a broadhead is a lot more than an antler. But at, at the same time, like, they can survive a lot of that stuff. You hit them in the there's, shoulder blade you, at there's the right people, angle. There's, there's pictures. You can Google broadhead and deer ribs, and you'll oh, find yeah. where they've, they've been hit, and the, the arrow deflected and didn't go through, and that the ribs will grow over those, that, yeah. that arrow. Wow. It's yeah. crazy. They're very tough animals. So, Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to try to get out uh, this Saturday. So we got Thanksgiving set Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday we're going to go out to some – so that sketchy public area, and uh, we have had a couple of giants walk through there, and we're gonna try to sure like we've got pictures of dudes walking through there hunting. So that's close to the road, and we know where they push them to. So we're gonna get up to this one spot up on the kind of the ridge and then like the saddle area, and let them push them all. To, we're gonna get up there early, squarely, and and let all those dudes push them right to us. And I'm I gonna be, try to punch a buck tag. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to hunt public on Saturday um, back home. There's a spot that I scouted, I don't know, uh, months ago back in – it was maybe – I think it was prior to bow season I was out there. And um, I've got – I had a spot that were, they were betting in this super rocky area that um, – it. the only, only concern I have is it's fairly accessible – but it's because there's logging roads or uh, old coal mine roads. It's a strip job that's been reclaimed and it's public land now. And they are freaking, there's access to everything. So, mm-hmm. like, you're never going to get too far. I mean, you might outwalk somebody that didn't have a UTV, but literally everything's accessible. Yeah. Um, but there's this one spot that I've got on the map. There was There were buck tracks coming in and out. And it was a, it came out to a point and the that's cliffs cliffy on the end of the point and i'm like i don't know man like that could be a buck bed like i i I could see deer beds back in there but i i had a spot i've got the spot marked i'd be ground hunting from a a boulder that overlooks right where they were coming through if they're bedding in there this was like a hundred yards before where i think the beds were i didn't get all the way back in there because it was getting super snaky and like cliffy and i was up to my chest in grass and i was like uh-uh, i'm yeah. not getting bit by a rattlesnake out here <laughs> uh and i was i was about a half a mile from my car and Ooh. i'm like I don't, I don't know man like there's I don't not know if a, you're making it back yeah i'm like <laughs> I, I and i got no cell phone cell phones or so yeah. i i could see that there was deer trails going into this i could see what looked like some bedding areas and the only way i mean unless they go down that cliff which they might there might have been something on the far side that i couldn't see there's a there's a tr- like one trail out and I'm like I don't know I might go set that up I could get out there and there's a 
five cars sitting there though you know yeah. who, who knows but that's the risk of uh investing in a southeastern kentucky uh startup founder right there he might go get snapped by a rattlesnake <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, that'd be the most stereotypical thing yeah like, dadgummit yeah. <laughs> like, yeah the um we'll, we'll see how it goes hopefully i can find that spot uh I'll have to like do some studying to remember how to get back out to that. But I mean, it is, it is half a mile from a road. I mean, it, but that's just what, how all that is. I mean, do, you, do you have an in reach? Uh, no, oh. I need one. Yeah. It was clutch uh, for me this weekend. I, that messenger sav was chill. Not, We've not got worried. I had warehouse. no service. Yeah, I know. I, um, I just bought one for my dad who, uh, for his retirement gift. Nobody tell him if you know my dad, he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, uh, and today um, was when we found out, Brad's dad does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, dad, dad probably doesn't know we ha- have a podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to go out and do that. I, I'm only going to have a few hours. I can't even remember if we're doing Thanksgiving on Friday or Saturday. But I think, I like, from sunrise, which down there is I mean, it's 730 here, so I could probably get, like, four hours in, maybe, maybe three. But, I mean, I, I think that's worth it. Yeah. So. Anytime is – better than no time yeah right yeah i mean get out there and hope that something moves in the morning and then if it doesn't then i'll be back to bow hunting my little oasis yeah which is completely dried up mm-hmm. so when are you going out next man taylorsville which is was that your back my shoulders oh my goodness. <laughs> uh which i think is i gotta check the dates i think it's like the 15th so uh, okay so that'll give me enough time to um and i did this hunt last year and uh, we also hunted this area for spring turkey. So I've been out there a little bit. Is that bit. a late muzzle loader? It's a late rifle. Oh. So it's their late, they have two rifle quota hunts. Mm. Um, That's pretty cool. Big quota hunt guy. Well, and there's not a lot of public land where you can hunt rifle, especially in our area. Mm. Not up here, no. Yeah. I mean, there's Kentucky has a lot of public land. It's just three hours from here. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is so small that they don't allow rifle on it mm-hmm. you know a lot of unless little, you drive three hours unless you drive three hours yeah. unless you're going out to coal country or you're going out and even land between the lakes it's uh you know they don't want hikers or campers getting shot so it's good yeah Just try to avoid that yeah so i'm excited so i'll i'll have a couple weekends to set up cameras and do some preliminary scouting before that and that's yeah. nice because i it's only 30 minutes away so i can go home every day Night. I think I think I'm gonna buy another Tacticam and put it on the far end of that property. Um, I felt really good about the side I had it in because I had had bucks on camera, but now that they're all coming in on the other side, I'm like I have no visibility of what's going on down there. So uh, it's only 100 yards away, but it, the deer seem to have gotten totally hung up on whatever change happened. So I almost moved my camera last night, but I was like I don't know, I gotta get home, and get the kids fed, and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to buy and just get another one, hang it up out there. And then next year I'm going to bring my – I have a buddy stand at home that I haven't used in five years. So I'm going to bring it up here and set it up and go to town on the, these things. Set it up in that tree right there. Yeah, dude, I mean, we – every night. Yeah, we, we probably shouldn't even tell people that. They'll be out here poaching. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like like leaving at 5 o'clock right now in the parking lot, I could start thumping them. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks to GunBroker.com for sponsoring. Uh, we have Dan Hood, Erica Johnson, and Braden Ware. And I'm Brad Luttrell. Thanks for listening. Log this on Go Wild. Hit the uh, plus sign. 
Log time, outdoor podcasts like this show, uncensored, and you can earn points, which gets you all kinds of fun stuff like gun broker rewards, discounts, free stickers, all that. So thanks, y'all.